Florida State has explored the option of leaving the ACC in the last six months, and your best bet, they're exploring even harder now. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. Thanks for making yesterday's show big. I'll tell you, I do a lot of research into this stuff and the possibilities. What you have to do is look past what the headlines just say, including this one from 24-7 Sports. This is from Grant Hughes. It says, Florida State's college football playoff snub puts future of ACC further in doubt amid conference realignment. He even quotes Boo Kerrigan in here, what he talks about. When you think about the differences that will be going on in scheduling and everything that happens with those teams when they do, when they go into a new conference, I feel horrible for Mike Norvell and his players. That was what Boo Corrigan said about Florida State being left out of the college football playoff. Might I remind you, Boo Corrigan is an athletic director in the ACC and with a school in NC State that voted against allowing SMU, Cal, and Stanford into the conference. So they were already ticked off. They were already feeling the pressure of expansion of the ACC mounting. And then he is the founding father of the decision to leave Florida State completely out of this thing. Now, when I say read past the headline, I read that headline and go, all right, Florida State has a possibility they'll leave. You do deeper research. You go to different articles. You go to different sources and see, wait a second. This is the same conversation We were having in July and in August. The only difference is that conversation, take gasoline, pour it on top, light the match, expansion. Leaving the conference isn't as simple per 24-7 as paying the $120 million buyout and phoning the SEC or the Big Ten, leaving to go to those two. It's an estimated $500 million or more that Florida State will have to pay. Am I saying they don't have $500 million? It wouldn't exactly wildly shock me if they do. The whole oil tycoon thing, the Middle East stuff they were doing in the offseason, everybody's going, what in the world? What are we? What's happening right now? Now, five hundred, of course, that's absurd. But... This goes back to a point that this article doesn't reference, something that we've talked about so often, and that's Florida State has a legitimate gripe that the grant of rights of the ACC, they're exploring, Clemson's exploring, they're talking about the possibility of this grant of rights being fraudulent, how there's not a scale for inflation, about how some teams are not getting exactly what they were promised, the pitch that was put out to the teams doesn't match what they're getting at this point in time. That was some of the murmurs we heard out of the Florida State camp over the summer. Do you think those went away and do you think when florida state just learned the strength of schedule in the acc you can go 13 and 0 13 and 0 and still miss the college football playoff i i can almost guarantee you had had quinn ewers gone down and it was arch manning especially arch manning texas is not getting left out this the college football play. Well, we have to re-envision here. And we're going to talk about this in the middle segment, too, about the NCAA moving forward into a new era with an elite football division. What we have to understand, this isn't football. This is entertainment. This is showmanship. The, the, the college football playoff committee wants money. ESPN wants money. Guess who is tied in the CFP more than any other entity? Doesn't take, doesn't take long to figure out that it's ESPN. 
Guess they would have lost an estimated $150 million from various partners if the SEC was left out in totality. This isn't about football. It is about entertainment. And the peak of entertainment to ESPN is the SEC. So if you want to go compete for a college football playoff, if you want to have a safety net, if you want to be in, no matter what, go compete at the highest level in the SEC. Go win the SEC. Go compete at the top of that conference. And that's exactly what Florida State wants to do. They believe. Their institution, from oil money to everything else, athletic prowess, is good enough to compete in the SEC. And guess what? I don't think Greg Sankey hates the idea of having Florida State in town. I wouldn't. It's a beautiful, perfect fit. Writing is on the wall. So what does that do to the Big 12? You're going, oh, wow, this is locked on Big 12, four and a half minutes of Florida State talk. It opens the door. It opens the door to strike first. Brett Yormark does not play the defensive. What he's been focused on in the last year is something that I personally don't think is going to work that well. That is bringing the WWE to the Big 12. Bape, or whatever that thing was. B-Ape. Having games streamed in Times Square. That is not growing the conference as much as we might want. It doesn't put the Big 12 on par with the SEC. What would is the Big 12 making the first move at creating a super conference, as if there aren't already four super conferences right now. But the second the ACC implodes, if the power brands are split amongst the Big 10 and the SEC, and the Big 12 is left for not, there are two power conferences, and the Big 12 is effectively what the AAC was to the Power 5. Don't believe me? Look at the numbers. We'll talk about the numbers in the middle segment. If you're Brett Yormark, you strike. You love the idea that every domino has fallen in the last six months for Florida State to be out on the ACC. There is no reason for them to want to be there at this point. Why? They just went 13-0, got left out of the college football playoff. That didn't even happen in the Big 12. Texas went 12-1 and and made it in. So now, if you're Brett Yormark, you're on the phone. You are on the phone. You're actively calling these schools. You're on the phone with Virginia Tech, with NC State, with Wake Forest, with Pitt, with Louisville, with Syracuse. And maybe they don't all bring immense amounts of money. They don't bring as much money as Washington State in a lot of these scenarios. But guess what? They actually bring more money than some of these Big 12 schools. Like if you look at the numbers... Some of these ACC teams are pretty profitable. And when you throw them in the pot with a West Virginia, where you have a rivalry between Pitt and West Virginia, where you make things regional again in the Big 12 for somebody, we're able to split that up and you get on the floor, you say, we're the first conference to have 20 plus teams. At that point, you make the Big 10 and the SEC play the defensive. You're on offense. You're the one that added all these teams and they're power players in college football. So they're going to bring you money. Now, if you've got 25 teams that are bringing in a hell of a lot of revenue, the SEC and the Big Ten have to figure out, okay, well, how do we better use our power brands? Do we start cutting fat? Because that's what that's what the NCAA wants to do right now is cut fat. So the, the SEC and the Big Ten have to make a decision. Do we? How do we compete with the Big 12? And right now, brother, right now, neither of those conferences are asking themselves, how do we compete with the Big 12? It's not close. It's not. So I'll tell you this. I think as of today, December 6th, Wednesday, December 6th, this time next year, Florida State will not be in the ACC. They didn't want to be six months ago. They don't want to be now even more. Clemson's going to follow. UNC's going to follow. NC State's going to follow. 
and they're going to need a landing spot. They're not all coming to the Big 12, but enough of them will to create America's first super conference. And if Brett Yormark has the courage to do the right thing, the Big 12 will be the first to get to that mark. Coming up, the NCAA is moving to a new era, elite division of college football. This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical and the Jace Case. Jace Medical is where I go, I go, to get all my medical needs. I know when it comes to sports, to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life. That I Just talk a minute, though, about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in a decade. This is scary. Can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if a significant other got sick with supply chain issues. Thankfully, we are okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinus- sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. Save money at jacemedical.com. Be prepared, jacemedical.com. Use code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. That is Jace Medical. So what do we do with this? The NCAA moving to a new era with elite divisions. Now there are talks. Old Chuck, Charlie Baker, the president of the NCAA of creating an FBS subdivision. So what that means is an F and there's the FBS. There's the FCS. They are subdivisions of division one, right? Now there'd be another subdivision, a third one. So we have FCS, FBS, and the gold, the platinum division here. And in that one, Schools are permitted to directly compensate athletes through a trust fund and NIL, sources told Ross Dellinger. With this, you are leaving behind nearly half of college football. The idea here, a rough idea here, this is from Seth Balk. The idea is that mm, roughly $100 million is what you need in athletic revenue to meet that cutoff line of being in the elite upper echelon of college athletics. And that upper, that upper echelon is able to do this. They can create their own rules. They can work outside of the normal bounds of the rest of Division One. They can create their own transfer portal, their own compensation, their own scheduling, their own playoff. What it is is trimming the fat of college football. And here's why. Here's why this makes sense. Before I give you what Big 12 teams might get left behind, here's why this does make sense. No one really watches Northwestern and Purdue. Okay? So why not just leave those teams behind and create more LSU versus Ohio State? A ton of people watch LSU, Ohio State. Let's just do that more often. That's going to make a lot more money. Conversely, nationally, people are saying, oh, no one watches Kansas State and Iowa, uh, Iowa State, Kansas State and Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma. Nobody watches that. That's what they're saying nationally. Yeah, so you know what? Let's make it LSU, Ohio State more often. And this is going to leave a lot of schools behind based on 2022 revenue, revenue prices. Now, now look, this revenue has, gone, has changed. So a team like Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, these teams that are right there on the board are getting left behind in the in the new in the new projections. There are not exactly new <laughs> projections here. 2023, some of these schools that I'll name will be safely squarely above the hundred million dollar line. The problem with that hundred million dollar line is it's going to change with inflation. So if I, Texas Tech, bring in $110 million in revenue, but the next year we find out, hey, look, guys, the line's at $115 million, $120 million. You will get left behind on a line that is set to change. Does that make sense? 
So right now, the way things sit from 2022's revenue projections, just making the cut at 100.4, Oklahoma State. Then here are the Big 12 teams that would get left out of this new division of college football that are left out of the conversation of competing for a national championship ever again. You're in the dust. Texas Tech, done. West Virginia, done. Utah, done. Iowa State, done. Kansas State, done. BYU, Houston, Central Florida, UCF, and Cincinnati. Nine Big 12 teams left behind in college football. This is what they want to do. This is what Chuck wants to do, is kick out the dead weight that they think all oh, these teams aren't making us as much money as uh, having an Alabama play Georgia all the time. Let's do that. Ruining tradition of college football and taking those teams that I just read out to you and saying, you don't matter anymore in college football. We don't care about you. Now, some Big 12 teams survive. TCU, namely, at $139 million. You're Mark safe. Kansas. Arizona, both over 115 million. Baylor, 111 million. Who would have thought? 107 million for Arizona State. And as I mentioned earlier, 100 million for Oklahoma State. So again, teams like West Virginia, Texas Tech, you're left behind. Syracuse, Wake Forest, Purdue, UConn, SMU, BYU, Cincinnati, Kansas State, Washington State, done. That is where the, the, the I, this isn't me proposing this. The NCAA president came out and said this is what he wants to do, to move to a new subdivision. The idea that these teams, these elite in college athletics can almost govern themselves. You've gotten too big for your britches for the NCAA, so we give up. Do whatever you want on your own. Make your money on your own. Who cares? And in that, leave behind 20 or so Power five programs that we have seen at the apex of college athletics. So no more Kansas State playing BYU on national TV. It'll become whether or not schools can pony up the money to meet this certain line. Now, I, I don't believe that these teams will all be kicked out of the, of the top dog. I, I don't believe they'll be kicked out of being top dogs. Even with these numbers that are kind of out of date, again, I give you, as these numbers grow into date, as these schools make more in revenue, inflation causes the cutoff line to go up as well. I give you this. There is going to be a serious discussion. And with Title IX, you can't start cutting sports. There's going to be a serious discussion amongst every Big 12 team that is close to this line of, oh, how do we create more revenue? What do we do? What do we cut? What do we raise? How do we create more revenue to stay above that line? You've got to punch your weight in college athletics. This isn't a conspiracy theory when the NCAA president is pitching it. It's scary is what it is. It's scary we're seeing this direction take us away from some of the matchups. We're already going away from some of the matchups we love, right? I'm not a, you know, not a huge Texas fan, not a huge OU fan. I'm going to miss seeing OU play TCU. I'm going to miss Texas and Texas Tech. With this, times that by 10. Because now you're leaving nine Big 12 programs behind. That's not good. That's not good. I don't know what we do. How do you do you petition to the president of the NCAA? I mean, I don't have his phone number. Do you? What do you do? Because that seems pretty bleak for most of this league. Coming up, speaking of bleak, the transfer portal for the Big 12. Gosh, there's some big names in this thing. 
Come on. This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Talent Solutions. I told you, I've been telling you, I hire an intern every semester and I need one again. LinkedIn.com forward slash locked on college is where I go. I especially need LinkedIn's help right now because my typical go-to, I go to Baylor and ask them, hey, can you help me with an intern? They're not doing internships next semester. So I need LinkedIn's help. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the professionals for your team faster. Not just another job board. It has a vast network, a billion professionals. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy. It's 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. They know that small businesses are wearing so many hats. They want to help you. They can even help you write your job description, making it so much quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. The Big 12 and the transfer portal. What an interesting relationship that we already had. Because there's a a effective creation, an effective creation of a minor league system in college football right now, where the SEC gets to poach the best players of the Big 12. Uh, Well, Dylan Gabriel is the SEC now. A Will Howard, maybe a Blake Shapin. You know, not, not, not Heisman contenders, not all American candidates, but Decent quarterbacks, good quarterbacks. I'd put Will Howard a step ahead of Blake Shapin, but now SEC teams, if they like them, can come and get them. They get to move up in the world of college football, make more money in NIL, have the opportunity the SEC provides, or the Big Ten provides. Thus, the Imani Baileys of the world come from the SEC and the Big Ten, and they go to the Big 12. It, it is one guy, Will Howard, getting sent up to the major leagues, and another guy, and Imani Bailey, getting sent down for the major leagues, back to the minor leagues, and playing in the Big 12. Well, right now, ooh, they're a whole, and it works the other way too, where a guy transfers out of Utah and gets to go to, you know, Mary Harden Baylor or St- Stephen F. Austin, Sam Houston State, Utah, Southern Utah. But for the most part, these big names are now going to the SEC or the Big Ten, where they're trying to go. And boy, Cincinnati has had 19 players leave. 19 per 24 7, 19 players announced that they are entering the transfer portal. That's absurd. Kansas State and Utah both sit at 12. Now, I know there was an exodus last year from teams like Kansas State, like Oklahoma State. But 12 is a pretty hefty chunk over the last 48 hours. Utah being in there, too? I guess it's not all rosy. Iowa State with 11. Arizona State's had 10 leave. Texas Tech, 9. That, that's a high number that's surprising. That here is the here is the gap for me. That's where I draw the line and say, "Ooh, anybody above the eight line, ha, okay, you're seeing some attrition." Now it could be positive attrition. There are guys who leave programs, and you think, "Okay, it was your time to go." But still, nine guys. You know, you're at least losing a couple of pieces that would have been good next year or in years to come. Then there are the teams that are doing pretty well. Colorado, Deion Sanders. It kind of shocks me. Only seven guys have entered the transfer portal. Now, seven could be a lot for some teams, not for Colorado. TCU also sitting at seven, though they lost a couple of key guys. UCF and West Virginia at six. That, to me, shows the stability of Gus Malzahn and Neil Brown. Arizona and BYU have each had five players leave. That shows the stability of what Jed Fish, Kalani Sitake have both built. BYU is a different animal. They should never have more than five, six, seven guys transfer out. 
Arizona had such success with Jed Fish that they bought in to stay there. Houston's only had four in the middle of a coaching change. Houston has only had four guys enter the transfer portal. That shows a lot of confidence in what Willie Fritz did at Tulane. But at the same time, if I'm Houston, I think, man, we sucked last year. Maybe if I'm BYU, I might even think this. We, we kind of weren't very good last year. We might need some positive attrition. We might need some guys to leave. Baylor's probably thinking the same thing. Their new offensive coordinator, Jake Spavadol, said he's not going to target the transfer portal very hard. Spavs, brother, that team just went three and nine. The horses are not in the stable. Baylor's only had three guys transfer out, and there's no positive attrition there. You're going to need some trimming of the fat here at this level to be able to create a better product next season. Oklahoma State's only had three guys out, and Kansas has only had two. That shows culture. Baylor, with how tumultuous that is right now, only having three guys enter the portal, nuts. Oklahoma State, for as much noise as Mike Gundy gets every season, every season at some point, they're calling for his head. He's built a culture, and they lost the transfer portal last year. They did not have a good offseason. Only three have left right now. Kansas at two? Huge. And here's the best news of all. I don't think this is going to get much worse. The massive splash, the massive, I'm leaving, I'm done, here's the graphic, goodbye. We're, we're getting close to closing the book on that. The portal's been open for over 24 hours. We're looking at 48 hours, the portal being open. We're done. We're done. Most of the big names should probably already be set because nobody at Kansas State's holding out for the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Nobody at West Virginia is holding out for the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Nobody at Kansas is holding out for what is the guaranteed rate bowl. The, the ones who want to enter the portal want to do it immediately, get the best opportunity available right off the bat. So, while some of these teams at the very bottom, it looks bleak. Cincinnati, oof, 19. Now the conversation starts of getting rid of Scott Satterfield. The players obviously are not happy. 19 is wild. Could almost create an entire offense and defense with that. Kansas State's 12 draws some question marks. Utah's draws some question marks. Iowa State having that many guys out. Some of these teams, there is positive attrition there, but you look at the pieces that are leaving and think, ooh, how do you make this up now? That becomes the question. Over the next week, two weeks, how do you make up for the losses, for the losses, for the players taken away out of the transfer portal that were at your school? That's what we find out now. I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow, please. I would love to see you tomorrow. Let's do the uh, end of season Big 12 power rankings. Yeah, you and me, okay? This has been and always will be. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Locked on. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. I already said that. Dose grande.